Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Let's look here in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to introduce something, probably won't, won't finish tonight. We'll get back to it at another time. But I had my heart to talk about uh, along this line. And it says in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, um, um, starting verse 8, Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he, gave, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Verse 11, he gave, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. I'll just stop there for a second. You know, thank you, Steve, for the kind words. Where'd you go? Oh, I thought maybe you left. Uh, thank you for the kind words. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I appreciate that. But, you know, um, when you read these verses here, um, you know, the, the ministry gifts are here for our benefit. And, um, you know, I don't say that because I'm one of the pastoral team. I'm, I say it because I'm part of the body of Christ, and they're important and huge in my life. And, um, you know, these gifts are placed here for our benefit to, to help us grow and develop. And, and that's not something we ought to be thankful for. Like, so not necessarily the, the people as an individual, but the, the office that, that they stand and what they have to offer for us. You know, never, never approach any service, no matter who's here, who gets up to minister, uh, just as just another time. Because it could very well be your answer that night. And, and, um, but he says, now he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and deceitful cunning and in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth and love may grow up into all things into him who is the head. Christ, to from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And I will just say that in verse 16, every joint supplies. You know, every part, every part here tonight, every person here's got a, a supply. Amen. You've got a supply and something to bring, something to offer, something to uh uh, to affect and to do. And when each part is doing its share, it causes growth of the body, not just of the individual, but growth of the body, amen? And it's important. And it's there for the edifying of the body of Christ in love, right? But uh, this phrase here uh, in Ephesians chapter four in the 15th verse, it says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into all things. And so uh, this, this idea of growing up, something that's been on my heart and we're going to talk about spiritual growth for a little bit. You know, spiritual growth is a fun topic and it's something that uh, we should be excited about. How many know that when people are excited about uh, uh, their salvation, they're more effective in reaching people who are lost, right? When people are excited about being baptized in the spirit, they're more effective in what? ministering and, and, and leading people to the baptism of the Spirit, right? They're, they're, they're more uh, uh, inclined to be used of God in that area. Well, you know, God wants us to grow up. It says that we may grow up. didn't say we would definitely would grow up. How many know that growth is not automatic? Growth is optional. And it's one of the things that we get to choose whether we grow or not. And, um, but if you're excited about your growth, uh, if you're excited about the concepts and the idea and the principles of spiritual growth, um, You'll, you'll be used of God to, to help somebody else grow. You know that your input is needed for somebody else to grow. 
Amen. You know, we're not in this alone. We're not doing this by ourselves. And, and we have the ministry gifts here that are there for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. But part of the work of the ministry is the growing up of the body. And, and each member does its share and does what's part that it's called to do. Not overstepping its bounds, but there's grace for your life. There's grace for where you are, there, there, for where you are. And there's also grace for you to step into. Amen. And uh, it's important that we recognize this and we spend time developing that grace in our life, the thing that God has called us to do. It's important that, that we give attention to it and, and apply ourselves, not just attention, but apply ourselves. You know, it's one thing to be aware of something, it's something else to actually pursue it. And uh, how many know that uh, Jesus pursued us in salvation, but it wasn't until we turned our heart towards him, or in one way you could say till we pursued him, that the transaction was complete. He didn't do it independently of us. We had to, there was something on our end. Well, he also commanded that we be filled with the spirit. Well, until we acted upon it, we didn't have that. Well, he wants us to grow. He wants us to develop in, in these areas, but unless we make it a priority in our life, growth is not guaranteed. And so we want to talk a little bit about this, this the, the idea and the subject of spiritual growth and look at a few things. And uh, it's God's desire for each of us to grow. It's God's desire for you to grow. And like I said, you've got a part to play in each other's growth. We need one another. And so it's, it's vitally important that we do this. And so God is interested in our growth. He's very much concerned about our growth. And no matter where you find yourself, you can grow more. You know, uh, as, a, as, as a human, naturally speaking, there's only so much growth that's good growth. <laughs> you know, uh, you become an adult, you know, physically, and, and you're going to grow so much. Well, if you keep growing past that, that's not a good growth, you know. And so we always want to watch that. But spiritual growth, there's no limit to how much we can grow. There's no limit to how far we can develop. There's no limit to how far we can mature. How many know that, that there's not been a single person alive who's ever fully tapped in to the fullness of who they can be? Not a single person. None of us have arrived. None of us have gotten to a place where we have fully made it. Even Paul himself just says, I don't consider myself to obtain, but one thing I do, I press on, right? He said, no matter how much growth I had, no matter how much development I've had, two-thirds of the New Testament uh, written by this man, you know, uh, uh, I believe that he was used by God and graced by God and saw a lot of things. He said, listen, I've not, I've not made it. I've not developed uh, as far as I can. There's more for me. Well, there's more for all of us. And, you know, God will meet us where our heart is. He will meet you where your heart is. And if you're hungering, hungering for more, God will put you in places to continue to grow. He'll show you things. He'll illuminate your way. He'll bring things to your attention. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He's our teacher. He's our guide. And he's really good at what he does. I mean, the Holy Spirit is really, really, really good at his job. And that's, that is one of the main focuses. Yes, he's here to, to, to convict the world of sin, but he's also in our life to, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. And if our attention is on him, if we're hungering for him, if we're looking to him, he has got so much he wants to say, so much he wants to do, so much direction, leading, guidance that he wants to give us. And if we're just open and, and, and just, it really, it's not that difficult. If our attention is on him, you know, it's really not that difficult to go. You might, you might think, well, it's such a long journey. seems like such a long thing. You know, when you're going somewhere, if you've got your GPS on your phone, if you're following your GPS, you don't need to know 10 turns down the road. You just need to know the next turn down the road, right? You, need, you have to have the Siri voice come on and tell you, you know, turn right 500 yards ahead. I mean, that's all you need. You don't need to know every plan down the way. A lot of times people say, well, I, I, I can see there's so much there for me. It's a daunting thing. Listen, you don't need all the details. You just need the detail right in front of you. 
And so he is so patient and so kind and so good that if our attention is on him, he'll lead us and guide us and direct us and continue to cause us to mature. Amen. So no matter where you find yourself, God's got more. No matter how much you've grown, God's got more he wants to do. No matter how much you've seen, he's got more he wants to reveal. No matter how much he's talked to you in the past, he's got more he wants to talk to you about. No matter how mature you are, he wants to grow you. Amen? And so it's available to all of us. We can each grow. Like I said, no matter where we are right now, we can continue to grow. And growth is not for a particular fruit, a few. Spiritual growth. How many know there are, there are no elite people in the body of Christ? I think this is an important deal because really our, we live in a celebrity culture, right? Where celebrities and superstars are magnified and they seem to be better than everybody else, you know? I, I was watching uh, uh, last night, you know, I looked, uh, uh, looked on it and we saw the dunk the, the player did for Duke, Duke basketball, man, that just, just a few hands there, the freshman with Duke, just a crazy dunk, you know, uh, that, he, that he made. Of course, he's already becoming just this made out to be somebody just incredibly huge and just, you know, not even human. And, and so in our culture, there's this tendency, anytime somebody is gifted in something or, or has excelled in some area, they're made out to be something as different than everybody else and, and, and special and really at a place that's unattainable. Now, when it comes to physical gifts, I will never do what that guy did. I mean, I'm, I'm six foot, not six foot five. Uh, you know, I, I'm not good at basketball, but I could be better than I am had I made the decision to apply myself. But even that young man didn't get to where he was just because of ability alone. He had to apply himself. But, you know, we have this idea that, that there are superstars, just like in the world, there seem to be superstars. But how many do there are no superstars in the body of Christ? There was one superstar, Jesus. There was one that was not like any of us. That was Jesus Christ. The rest of us are on an even playing field. Amen. Now, like I said, there are gifts, there are callings, there are anointings that are graced in certain areas. And, and whatever grace is upon your life is there to equip you to do what he's called you to do. And those things are important. Those things are good. But as far as growing spiritually, there's no superstars. I said there are no superstars when it comes to growth, spiritual growth. Every person can grow. Every person can develop. I believe when we get to heaven, we'll be shocked to see people in places of prominence in heaven. How many know that everyone is not the same in heaven? Amen. It's the truth. Not everybody's the same in heaven. We're equally loved by God. But position-wise, people are not in the same place in heaven. Well, I don't like the sound of that. That's not fair. Well, that's the truth. <laughs> it, is, it is absolutely fair. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I don't want to get into that, but here, there's no difference when you and I, as far as how we can grow, how we can move. Listen, you can achieve, you can, your walk with God, your depth in your walk with God, your spiritual maturity is under no limitation other than the limitation you put on yourself, Right? We can all grow and move up and, and develop in these areas. His desire is for us to grow, each and every last one of us, to grow and to develop and to mature in every area of our life. Go over to Hebrews, the fifth chapter, Hebrews chapter five. Amen. Hebrews chapter five. It's possible. Everybody say it's possible for me to grow. It's possible for you to grow beyond where you are right now. Amen. You know, you ought to be able to look back and say, you know what, in 2019, the beginning of 2019, I've grown beyond where I was in 2018. I've developed. 
And if you can't say that, well, endeavor to make sure that that's not where you are next year. And if the Lord tarries in 2020, that you say, you know what, in 2019, I grew. I developed spiritually. I developed in my walk with God. It's possible for you. Wouldn't it be good to, to be in a place where you're hearing his voice more clearly, right? Picking up on the leadings of the spirit more clearly, right? In a place where the Lord can entrust you with more things than he was able to before. Why are you proving yourself faithful? You're developing and growing, amen? It's possible to do that. We ought to desire to grow. Never get satisfied with where you are, amen? But always be pressing on. But here it says in Hebrews, the fifth chapter, in verse 12, it says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you've come to need milk and not solid food, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full-aged, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. But notice in verse 12, for, the, for by this time, though you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles. God expects us to grow. Amen. How many know that God's we're going to answer for our growth? He's going to want to know what we did with what, the time we were here, and not just naturally speaking, but did we grow in our walk with God? And he's going to ask you that. He's going to, he's going to ask you where you, grow, you grew and, and how you developed and how you matured. And, and we have the right and the opportunity. Now, thank God for this life and the time we have to, make, to, to, to have a proper answer. Right, And not just in word only, but actually indeed, we can have the right answer and be able to show ourselves faithful in growth. Amen? So God wants us to grow. He wants us to develop and he wants us to move on. How many know that um, uh, just because someone is born again doesn't mean they're spiritually developed? Just because someone is born again doesn't mean they're spiritually developed. Just because someone, obviously when someone first gets born again, they're a newborn Christian in Christ. But just because someone's been born again for 30 years doesn't mean they're spiritually developed. Amen. Uh, you know, there are a lot, naturally speaking, at 30, you should be developed. You should be grown, right? But, you know, uh, uh, spiritually speaking, age has got no bearing on how a person is developed. It's sad to say we have a lot of, not, I won't say here, but in the body of Christ, there's a lot of people that, that have been born again for a very long time, but they're still in the nursery. Amen. It's true. They're still in the nursery. You know, we need to, we need to make room in the nursery for other people. <laughs> if the nursery is full of those who've been born again a long time, there's no room for somebody else to come along and be placed in that nursery. Amen? Just because someone's been born again a long time doesn't mean they're, they are spiritually developed. Just because someone is using the gifts doesn't mean they're spiritually developed. I mean, spiritual gifts, you being used in the gifts and speaking in tongues and these things are not a sign that you're developed spiritually. You go over to, to 1 Corinthians. You know, the book of Corinthians, Paul wrote this and... and uh, uh, you know, the, the, the church here in Corinth, this was a spirit-filled, gifts-oriented church. And uh, they were a church that was uh, determined and, and really went after the things of the Spirit. In the First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26, then it says, How then, brethren, when you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Then he went and began to get into some rules and, and some guidelines for how to conduct themselves because they were having these gifts operate in their church and in their meetings, and God was moving and things were happening. And he said here, he said, how is it when each of you come together, you have something? And of course, that is an encouragement to us today. We ought to have something. How many know it's better to come, it's good to come to church, but it's better to, to come with something, not just come to get something, right? 
And, 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 and a lot of times people come to church just with the mentality or the concept, I'm going to get something. And yes, God wants to do something in you, but you also ought to come with something. It may not be publicly something that you give, but how I many know you can minister to somebody when you're here? You can tend to one another. You can have something for someone every time you come to church. Did you ask today, before you came in tonight, did you ask God, I won't have any hands go up because I don't want anybody to lie, but did you ask the Lord, give me something for somebody tonight? Well, I don't have anything. I don't have anything when I came. Well, if you're not expecting it, how many know everything we do has got to be done by faith? When I get up here to minister, or pastor gets up to minister, or Amy, or Pastor Angela, or Steve, or Rachel, whoever it may be, or they have someone on Wednesday night that ministers, and they get up to minister, it's got to be done in faith. And don't, aren't you appreciative when people get up and minister in faith? Not minister in, in fear? <laughs> I've been there before. You get up and, and fear is trying to get a hold of you, you know, and it's hard to, to I, can, I, feel, I feel bad for, for dad, you know. Having to minister, I feel bad. I mean, I, I, it's kind of an intimidating thing to minister after Kenneth Copeland and after Richard Roberts. That's kind, of, that's kind of intimidating, right? I never forget the first time Brother Hagen called you in one of your, in the meetings to minister. Were you just like, woohoo, or were you a little nervous about that? It was a little nervous about that. It, that's a nervous thing, right? And, and, but you've got to step out and do it in faith. You've got, to, you've got to believe God for the words. You've got to believe God for help. You've got to believe God for assistance. You've got to do it in faith. Well, you've got to come to church in faith. You have to come in faith to receive. How many knows showing up doesn't mean you're going to get anything? <laughs> Entrance doesn't mean elimination. Just show up doesn't mean you're going to get anything. Well, I'm here. How many know it shouldn't be our perspective towards God? Well, I'm here, Lord, impress me. <laughs> you ought to be impressed already, right? <laughs> you should be impressed whether you're here or not. We ought to be impressed with God, right? But, you know, showing up, showing up, somebody, what, what is the saying? Showing up is half the battle? Is that the saying or something like that? I don't, showing up is not even half the battle. It's important, but it, it's, you're getting on the battlefield, Right? But it is not even half the, but you got to add something to it. Add some faith to get something out of it. But also, are you believing God to have something for somebody? If you'll believe God and be willing to step out and get beyond yourself, right? And, and uh, endeavoring to, to listen to and follow the, 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 the leading of the Spirit and the guiding of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will use you to minister something. It's a, it's a, side, a side issue, a side thought here, but we ought to be desiring to do that. Now, I'm not saying we want to become somebody's pastor for them and become their spiritual guru. Listen, if somebody tries to come in and be your spiritual guru, you need to run, right? But you know, there are people out there who like to do that. They want to, be the, they want to, be, they want to find somebody that they can be the spiritual person to them. And I'm going, to, I'm going to be your, listen, you don't need somebody to be your connection to the Father. You have your own connection with the Father, right? How many know that my job is not to be your connection with the Father, your pastor's job is not to be your connection. You have your own connection with the Father, right? Now, these connections you have, they're helping your connection, but nobody should be your connection for you. So if somebody tries to take on that role, you need to say, listen, in love, avoid them if you have to. But uh, <laughs> So we're not talking about being weird. We're not talking about being odd about things, but you ought to come expecting to have something. Amen. You know, I found if you have that heart, the Lord will, will illuminate somebody to you. When you come in, if you have a heart you're actually hungering and to be used by God, it can be something, a simple word of encouragement. It could be any number of things. I don't want to even uh, um, put something out there. It, just, it could be anything. But if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he will guide you to somebody. Someone will just stand out to you. 
Have you ever been somewhere where you go in a situation and somebody just stands out? They're just, for some reason, you just can't, they just keep coming to your, just keep coming around. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you don't know what I'm talking about, begin to pay attention. Begin to pay attention on the inside because there'll be people that'll just stand out to you. Something, for some reason, you're just inclined to go toward them. And it could just be just doing something for them, uh, hugging their neck, a word of encouragement. Who knows what that is? The Lord would use you, but expect to be used by God. Imagine what we could accomplish. And when we come together, we have uh, people who are not just looking to get something, but people who are looking to give something as they get something. Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome? They have a, a culture where that is maintained and refined and we've got everybody on, on board. The scripture we had in, it said in Ephesians, every part does its share. Ministering what it has, ministering what it has on the, what the, the grace of God and the thing that he's placed on the inside of them, being quick to give that out and to minister those things, it causes growth in the body. Listen, what you have is important. What you have is important. What you have is important. I've been in, in situations and times before where you think, well, I've got something for somebody that seems so insignificant. You know, it's probably not that big of a deal. And after all, who am I to say that? Have you ever been there before? Right. And you think, well, who am I? Well, you never know what that thing is the Lord's placed in your heart, how important it is to that individual. So be faithful, Amen. So anyway, this, the, the church here in Corinth, you know, the, uh, he said, how is it when you come together, you have something? And he was encouraging the, them, yes, to have something. And we need to be encouraged to have something. But they were in a situation where they were doing things out of order and, and talking over one another. And things just weren't what they should have been. And so he had to give some instruction to them on how to be used by God and how to, to do things in a proper way. He didn't say what they were giving was wrong or that they weren't being used of God. He was saying they were doing it in a way that wasn't proper. He was coming and said, listen, the way you're going about this needs to be refined and molded so that it can be beneficial for everybody. I mean, God's not the author of confusion. And, and when people get outside of being led, you can have something from God, but not doing it in the right way, and it can cause confusion. And so he's saying, listen, there's a right way to do things. There's a right way to, 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 to develop. And let me just say this, going back to what I said a minute ago, you've got something to give. Be open to somebody helping you shape how to give it. A lot of times when people start getting a realization that they've got something to give, and the Lord begins to deal with them, begin to step out in these things, they can take on the thing, well, it's my ministry, and nobody can tell me what to do. No, that's a dangerous place to be in. So that's a really dangerous place to be in. That's why there are pastors, teachers, those in places of authority that can come in and help you that have been where you are and are specifically graced by God in this area to help overall shaping of things and directing of things. Uh, that's why it's such an important thing. That's why it's so vital. But never think that what you've got is beyond somebody talking to you about it. Because the minute you do, you're open for deception. The minute you're not open, listen, because, well, I'm not open to this individual. But what if that individual is talking to you by inspiration of the Spirit of God? You're not just cutting off that person. You're actually cutting off your answer that God has sent to help you refine that thing. It's an important, it's an important thing. Let's endeavor to be used by God. Let's desire to be used by God, right? 
But let's also be open for instruction. Let's also be open to receiving uh, uh, not just um, uh, instruction, but even correction when time be. And when, when it's necessary, receive some insight on how to do things, right? And so that's exactly what Paul was doing. He's saying, listen, you know that yeah, uh, there's good, you have things, but let me give you some order. So this was a church that they were moving and, and, and being used by God. And, and, and uh, uh, God was moving and using them, like I said, in all kinds of gifts of spirits and things. Well, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they were spiritually mature. I can prove it to you. Go to, to the third chapter. Go back to chapter 3. In the third chapter here, we've this, you know, Paul is writing. How many know that this was one long letter? So this was one long book. It, wasn't, uh, uh, it was written in chapters, but this was one long letter he was writing to them. But he says in, the, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, let me find my place here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, yeah, verse 1. He says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual. Notice these are the people he was just telling that when you come together, you've all got something. And you, you should have something that's good, but you're doing it the wrong way, right? But he was, just, he was just basically encouraging them later to continue to do that, but do it in order. But he said, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you're una- unable to receive it. And even now you are still not able. <laughs> so they were, even though they're being used by God, doesn't necessarily mean they were spiritually mature and developed. Amen. You know, we, we, we want to we maintain a position of always being open for the Lord to direct us and mature us and never think that we've arrived. We can all grow. We can all develop. Amen. So spiritual gifts doesn't mean that someone is, is necessarily developed or, or uh, 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 developed spiritually. Just because someone's in the ministry doesn't mean they're necessarily spiritually developed and that they've grown spiritually. You know, grace a lot of times, thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for the gifts of God. But, you know, just because somebody's in the ministry doesn't mean they've fully grown spiritually. That's why we ought to have grace for one another and, and mercy with one another because we're all human. We're all growing. We're all developing, right? But, you know, just because someone, like says, been in the ministry doesn't mean they're necessarily 100% grown. I know over the years I've grown up in a minister's house. I've seen a lot of ministers that, that respected their ministry, but they were not grown spiritually, you say, well, who are you to judge? Well, you judge everything according to the word, right? And, and you've got to be aware of these things. But uh, uh, spiritual growth is not automatic, is my point. It's not automatic. No matter where you are, it's not automatic. You've got to place time. It's got to be involved in it. Amen? Growth is very important. It's very uh, uh, vital in life. It's something that is important to God, just like physical growth is important. Uh, with physical growth comes stability, safety, wisdom. How many know that as we're growing physically and mentally that uh, we become more stable with age, right? We become, there's safety in there. There's wisdom in it. Spiritual growth also, or physical growth always comes with that, comes freedom and opportunity and productivity. Well, spiritual growth is the same way. There's stability, safety, and wisdom. You know, we ought not want to be children tossed to and fro any longer. You know, I've been in times in my life where doctrine comes and things come that have that have gotten me unsettled. Things have been said from the pulpit. People that, uh, uh, that I respect have been said that have uh, uh, gotten me off kilter, so to speak. Well, we ought to grow and develop in our walk with God to hear God for ourselves and develop in these things that we not be pushed around. You know, in the recent years, we've had this, this teaching of extreme grace. I like to call it extreme forgiveness message, you know, that, uh, that has been put out there. How many know that it's messed a lot of people up? You know, it's sad to think that this message, that, that there is strong foundation of truth in it. I mean, no, the grace of God is amazing. I mean, the grace of God is huge. I mean, it's, it's, 
it is way bigger than what we could realize. And, and what God has done for us in forgiveness of sins is massive. Imagine Jesus has already borne the sin of the world on his shoulders. He's already paid the price for all sin. That's amazing. But you know, this, this teaching has been put, put out there and even though there are foundations of truth and elements of truth in it, because it was taken the wrong way and, and the, the enemy got in. How many know the enemy can also preach good messages and can influence messages and gets involved? I, I think about this and, and, and think, man, I think of the lives who've been destroyed as a result of that message. The lives that have been, people that have been uh, on this earth and in this life has had their complete uh, uh, life here and journey on this earth completely messed up over a message, the message, this, this extreme grace, extreme forgiveness, and even could have cost some of them the eternal destiny. Think about this, these messages that have been put out there. Well, he wants us to grow because, you know, these messages are going to come up. How many know the devil's not doing anything new? And I'm not criticizing those who teach this because, like I said, there, there are elements of it that are good, that are beneficial, there are elements of those things that are good and, and wise, but there's also excess on the, in, in them as well. And, and, you know, I'm endeavoring. I don't want to get in excess myself, right? But, you know, I think about this and think about these things that have been taught. It, it's a sad thing to think that, that, that things get ministered from the pulpit around the world, pulpits around the world, that can cost people even their own salvation. Well, we ought to be aware of these things so we hear them. We don't just jump on, uh, uh, jump right in line. You know, the enemy's using the same stuff he's always used. He is a deceiver. That's what he does. He is a deceiver. He is the deceiver, and he is a master at deception. Well, if we're not careful, we, we can, we can uh, if we're not growing, how many when somebody's young, they're not aware of what's true and what's not? When they're little, they're not aware. We'll, we'll look at later. We'll get into characteristics of, of different stages of development. But one of the things about a baby, a baby's mouth is always open. You know, at our house, you know, we've got uh, palm trees around a house. And, and uh, uh, we, for some reason, birds love to make nests in a particular couple different uh, 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 of these trees, you know, around the house. And the European fan palm, fan palm which is a terribly evil plant that keeps tearing you up every time you get in there. They like to make nests in there. And so, uh, you know, we go up and, how many know I'm not a bird? In case you're curious, I'm not a bird. I'm not a, I'm not a blue jay. I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, a cardinal or whatever kind of bird these things are in the house. You know, they, every year that we have these same birds put these nests in the same trees, same palm trees every year. And, you know, I go up and we can hear them chirping and, and I'll go up and we'll rustle or Mia, Mia loves to go out there and, and name the birds and, and, and hope that they fall out so she can take care of them. And, and they have, and so we've done that. But uh, um, uh, feed them and then let them fly away. And, and, uh, but, you know, when you walk up to, I'm not a bird, but how do you know that, that a bird, a baby bird, has no defense against me? I can do whatever I wanted to to that baby bird. Now, I'm a good person, so I'm not going to do anything wrong to this baby bird, but I could be a jerk and I could hurt the baby bird, Right? I could be a predator. I could be, I could be any number of things. Well, I've noticed we, come, we move the leaves around, and it doesn't matter what's going on. As soon as I do, their heads go back, their mouths go wide open. You ever, you ever seen the birds do that? I mean, and they, and, and they will fight one another for whatever it is this thing has to offer. They'll fight one another for it. Well, that's something that, that babies do. Well, God doesn't want us that way. 
He doesn't want us to be like that. He want us, wants us to be mature and developed and, and not in a place where we're letting these doctrines, these ideas of men, these, these doctrines of demons come in and affect our lives, amen? And so with spiritual growth, there's stability, safety, wisdom. There's also freedom, opportunity, and productivity if we'll be open to, be, to grow and pursue growth, uh, our spiritual growth, amen? Well, why does God want us to grow? Go over to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Go over to Ephesians chapter five. Are y'all doing all right? I tell you, spiritual growth is exciting. I may not be real exciting tonight, but it's exciting, right? We ought to want to grow spiritually. Woo, praise God. And you can grow spiritually, amen. It is, a, it is an exciting thing. I'm telling you, if you'll get excited about your growth, God will use you to grow somebody else. I know I said that before, it's, but it's such an important thing. It's such a vital thing. Get passionate about your spiritual growth. Get passionate about growing spiritually. Amen. You'll safeguard yourself and also be a blessing to somebody else. But in Ephesians, where did I tell you? Ephesians chapter 2. Is that what I said? Ephesians chapter 5? Well, I'm at Ephesians chapter 2. I was testing you again. Ephesians, the second chapter. Why does God want us to grow spiritually? This is, a, this is an exciting verse. I love this verse. For we are his workmanship, verse 10, for we are his workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, I've always loved that verse because it, it continually puts in front of me that there's hope for me. There's more for me, amen. There, there's more out there for me. But we've been created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. But how many know if we don't grow into them, we won't walk in them? And until we mature in things, God, the things that he has planned for us and develop, and custom made for us, we'll never enter into unless we develop spiritually. God has more for you. I keep saying this, but you know, a lot of times I think believers think that, well, I'm born again, God's done. He's got more for you. Things prepared specifically for you, and he expects you to walk in them. And you can if you'll grow, Amen. You can grow. You can grow. Well, God's prepared these things for us, and, and we should walk in them. Well, some of the things that hinder us, of course, is unwillingness, disobedience. It's a lack of maturity in our part that keeps us from entering into what God has for us. Now, there are priorities for the kingdom of God, priorities with God. How many know what God's number one priority is? When it comes to mankind, what's his number one priority? Don't all shout me down at once. Reconciliation. Yeah. God desires that nobody perish right? He doesn't, he doesn't want any single person to perish. Like I said earlier, if we're, if we're excited about our salvation, then we'll be better ministers of salvation, right? His number one concern is people to be born again. What's his number two concern that he wants people to have? What, what is the number two thing he wants to see developed in their life? Huh? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I don't want to say it too loud. Holy Spirit, yeah. He wants you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Remember Jesus talking to his disciples, said don't go anywhere until you've been endued with power, right? So he wants us to be filled with the Spirit. It's vital. How many know the enemy makes that a big issue that you shouldn't be filled with the Spirit or that it's weird? Why? Because it's important to God. It's also important to the enemy. He wants us not to do it, right? And if you're uh, excited about that and, 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 and stirred up in that area, you'll be a good represent, representative of that as well, right? What's the third thing he wants for us? He wants us to mature. 
It's not, it's not, it's, I know this is super easy, right? He wants us to mature spiritually. That involves knowing what belongs to us. Have you know, knowing what belongs to you is a sign of maturity. Being aware of what belongs to you is maturity. That's one of the things we focus on in our church is what belongs to you, our, our rights and privileges in Christ Jesus. Well, you know, the, only someone who knows their rights and privileges can go after those things and use those things. So he wants us to grow. That's part of us growing spiritually. What, another part is our authority in Christ. That is an issue of spiritual growth. Is, your, is, is the authority that you have. Pastor's been talking about it and has talked about it in weeks past of our, our authority in Christ and the authority of the name of Jesus. Well, that, that is something that God desires us to grow in. It's a part of spiritual maturity. Amen. And so he desires us, like I said, he desires us to move in these things and move forward in this. And those are his, his priorities. They ought to be our priorities. You know, I thank God for, for a good church. I thank God for a, a place that been raised here and grown up here. I thank God to still be here. Uh, uh, but, you know, it, it, this has been something that has been a priority to us. It ought to maintain, to be a maintain to be a priority to us to grow in these things. You know, I was thinking this afternoon as I was getting ready, just as a thought, side thought, you know, we had the, the, the testimony of Brother Hagen or the prophecy Brother Hagen gave us back in 1998. Was it 98? 96. Anyway, 90-something, a long time ago, 96, 97, 98. And he said, we'll take off like a rocket spiritually and numerically. How many know that that won't just happen just because Brother Hagen said it? Now, a couple weeks ago on a Sunday night, I talked, we were talking about prayer, talking about the importance of praying in the, uh, these things and, and laying these things out in prayer. How many know that prayer and in, in these things coming to pass are important in our church? There, it's, it's an important part of that. Well, also us to take off spiritually, it's talking about spiritual growth. And that doesn't happen unless we desire it. It doesn't, it doesn't happen unless we desire it. Like I said, tonight I'm probably just going to introduce some things tonight, but, but I want to stir you up to desire to grow. It's important to God. If it's important to God, it ought to be important to us. And if we're going to be who God's called us to be, there's got to be a desire. And listen, nobody can do that for us but us. Nobody can develop this. And, well, if God said it, God will bring it to pass. No, God, said, God says things. And, and words are given so that we can attach our faith to it and begin to act upon it and to call those things, even though he ordained it, doesn't mean it's going to happen unless somebody acts on it. Well, if he says we'll grow spiritually, we'll take off like a rocket spiritually, who are we waiting on to take off like a rocket spiritually? Who are we waiting on? We're not waiting on anybody else. We're waiting on us. Are, are, are we waiting on God to do something different that he's not already done? Listen, if we're looking for a new gospel, we're looking for the wrong thing, right? So if we're going to take off like a rocket spiritually, we, we can do some growth in this area. And, it's not, and really, the growth we do is a corporate growth. It's not an individual growth. But corporate growth comes through individual application and individual hunger, right? And so if we're to take off like a rocket spiritually, we've got to desire these things. We've got to hunger for these things. It's got to become a priority to us. Listen, there, there's, there's a lot for us to see. I believe in, as time goes on that, that, that there's so much more that God wants to do than he's been able to do. You know, I know as a minister, I know getting up to minister and to preach, you can tell 
you can tell, no pastor would agree with this, I'm sure, that you can tell when you get up to speak when people are hungry and people aren't. You can tell it. I mean, it, it's, it's very discernible. You know, uh, because when, when there's hunger there, when there's a, a desire to develop, it's almost like things get pulled out of you, right? And that's really is what it is. If we're going to do what we need to and be who God's called us to be, we've got to do, this has got to become a priority to us. And I'm not saying it's not, we're not doing a good job. We're doing a good job. And we have grown. But I want to encourage every person to make spiritual growth, your growth, a priority in 2019. Make it a priority in 2019. Say, well, I've got other things I need God to do in my life. God will take care of those things if you'll pursue him. All of us have things that we're wanting God to do naturally in our lives, in our families, things that we have lists. I know at our house we have a list of things that we're believing for, things that we're, as a family, we're in agreement about. And every Tuesday we have our family night, we get together and we pray, and we talk about things, we, all, we go over the things that we're believing God for. We have those things, we, and there's more things we're going to add to it. Think, because, God, listen, God, you say, well, you know, I don't see it going. Listen, God's got plenty for you. And he's always got more he wants to do in your life. Well, well, it's up to us to pursue that. But how many of we ought to have another pursuit other than just things? And if our pursuit is him, he'll make sure we get those things. The truth is we thank God for these things, but, but they're not a priority from the standpoint of all of our attention is just on those things. Our attention is on the Lord. And we're endeavoring to make sure our attention remains on the Lord and our focus stays steady on him in pursuing Jesus, pursuing God, pursuing our relationship with him and developing in the things of the spirit, right? As we do that, God will bring those things to us. Listen, if, if, if something is becoming a priority in your life and is taking place of your pursuit of Jesus and your pursuit for the things of God and your hunger for the things of God, cut that thing off. I'm telling you, cut that thing out. Whatever it is, you need to crucify it and, and you need to put it in its place. You know, some things we can't just get rid of because we're attached to them in one way or another, but we can prioritize them and make sure they're in their proper place. Your job, God wants you to be promoted to your job, but your job should not rule your life. He wants you to enjoy your pastimes, but they should not rule your life. Anything we exalt, listen, he, husbands and wives, he wants you to love your spouse. He wants you to love your children, but your spouse and your children should not supersede him. This is help because a lot of times people get, they, they think that if I put more attention in this area because there's a need of lack, an area of lack in my life, I put more attention over here. Listen, you've only got so much attention you can give. And if your attention ratios get off in attention that belongs to God, that time, that, that energy, that effort, you start placing it somewhere else and that thing, that area becomes God in your life, exalts to a place it ought not have, you think that it'll be more developed. Actually, you, you will lose it if by doing that. That, that, the, that. that area may appear better for a time, but in the end, it'll not be what it should be because it took a place where God should have had. Right? In our marriage, she's not number one. I'm not number one. God's number one. Right? With our kids, we love our kids, dearly love our children, but they're not number one. When it comes to ministry, ministry's not number one. God is number one. 
right? Whatever area it is in your life, that must be number one. And if anything is demanding that to be first over God, you need to adjust that. Something that, that Shekinah said, I'm, and I'm, I'll credit to them because she may have heard it from somebody. Lois said this years ago. Maybe somebody else said this and she got it. I don't know. But she said, whatever you compromise to keep, you'll eventually lose, Right? Whatever you compromise to keep, well, what does that mean? You, you can say this, whatever you compromise to get, whatever you compromise to develop, whatever you compromise to lay hold of, you'll eventually lose it. Why? Because anything we gain in ourselves and of ourselves, if Jesus isn't the foundation of it, if it's not, if it's not, the, if it's not based in a pursuit of God, right, then it, it has to be removed. It, we cannot keep hold of those things because they've exerted, they've exalted themselves to a place they ought not have. Right? So I want to challenge you in this year, you know, yes, there's things we're pursuing, things we're going after, things we're needing, things that, that God wants to do that we need God to do in our life. Make your growth, spiritual growth, your priority. Make your development in these, these things your priority, something you must have. And we'll look at different areas of growth, things, how to have that happen, how to have that uh, take place in our life. We'll, we'll even look at locating ourselves, where we are, you know, and how many know if you're going to go somewhere, you got to know where you are. And, and, but once you know where you are, no matter how painful it is, then you can make plans to get out of that place, right? Then you can make a plan to move somewhere else. But, and we'll talk about how to do these things and how to move forward, but it ought to be a priority to us. Listen, God wants us to grow. And he says, by now you ought to be teachers, Notice that wasn't just written just to ministers. It was written to the people there. You ought to be teachers by this point. How many know that you ought to be teachers? Each one of you ought to be in a place of teaching somebody. Well, if, if, you're, if you're not growing spiritually, then if it's not a priority to, if you're not growing up in these things, then God can't have you be a teacher because if you taught, you, taught, you teach the wrong thing, right? And the reality is we're all teaching somebody. We want to make sure that our teaching is right. Amen. So we'll look more at this in, in, in time and when we get around to it, it'll be good. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.